Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And this week, Movie Film Studios celebrates its first birthday. Have... Shut up. No, we can actually do that. It's out of... Uh, oh, it is it, out of it, copyright. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. All right, stay tuned for the end of the episode when we sing happy birthday to ourselves. Our first birthday, it's episode 52. We've done 52 episodes. Hundreds of trailers, literally minutes of entertainment for you all. So this week we're going to do a, a nice special for you uh, thank, with thanks to our um, commenters on Facebook. Uh, but of course, before something new, it's time for something old in Box Office Report. Now, last week we released the, I guess, the space-themed farce uh, comedy in the style of the Coen brothers, uh, The Afterburners. Yeah, which... uh, set in the NASA product development in the 60s. Yep. Uh, three product engineers are forced to become sort of salesmen to monetize the the things that the NASA has spent millions of dollars developing. Mm. Um, and it's the unlikely screwball, whimsical comedy yeah, that ensues yeah. uh, yeah. based on that. So the film itself... You know, middling success as these sort of uh, highbrow, uh, thinky comedies are. Uh, but the thing is, we got a, a great deal with NASA in terms of getting all of their old space gear from the 60s. Uh, basically, uh, Trump decided to start a fire sale on selling off all this gear that they don't need anymore because they're trying to fund a new mission to Mars or whatever. So we got it all on the cheap. We've got like landers, we've got spacesuits, we've got. A whole bunch of top secret stuff Any as well. Any archival footage in yeah, there as well? Tons of it, tons of it. So the thing is, now that we've got all this gear and it's kind of housed in one of our warehouses, um, there's part of me that sort of wants to follow in the footsteps of SpaceX and just launch our own space program as well as a movie studio. Uh, I mean, these companies are making millions and millions of dollars off like military contact, uh, contracts, sending satellites into space. I'm like... Why can't we get a slice of that delicious space money and just send our own stuff up in space as well? There's definitely some films we've made I really wish we could just send up into orbit, but that's that's not a bad idea. Like if, if they're giving us just surplus gear, why not? Yeah, just send it all up. Archive it. You know, like the uh, the Voyager did back in the I want to say seventies. Yeah, that's not a bad they idea. Had that, like golden record with with an incomprehensible message on. We there do some sort of space probe with yeah, an yeah. archive of of all that's right, yeah. all fifty one films yep. that we have made send in the, in the last uh, twelve months yep. in a in a pod. We <laughs> send it into outer space and hopefully, yep. hopefully, some intelligent life form out there uh, discovers it and and finds our back catalog yep. and goes, "These are the guys. These are the guys who really yep. have yep. their finger on the pulse of what what all of humanity wants." You you know what i think we do it um i think we do it disney style as well so we send up all of our films and that's the last time you'll be able to like access them until yeah. the uh, probe comes back into orbit and we're able to grab it back down for the i don't know 76 two, i think every every 76, 76 years a bit, Is that how bit long haley's comet yeah uh, okay yeah great so there'll be the 76th anniversary release of all of our previous films so now we're wiping them from the database they're being wiped from the fuzzle uh, and you'll never be able to watch them again unless you've pirated them, let's face it, yeah. uh, until they come back into orbit 76 years later. Yeah. Not 75. That's an actual anniversary. Yeah, uh, no, no. It's 76. Got to yeah. be 76. Yeah. Great. Perfect. That'll get rid of all our surplus supply as well. <laughs> all right. On to this week in trailers. And it's a bit of a special week this week. We decided to do a little bit of something a little bit different. So instead of uh, having a look at the films that... Uh, are coming out or the trailers that have just come out we polled you our delightfully chipper listeners yeah market to- research really or, i mean really getting our feet on the ground finding yeah. out what the people want what exactly. makes them yeah, tick yeah. what what movies really capture their imagination and we've got a, a very very fine list indeed we do of some in- incredible movies varying from release dates i think the earliest might have been in the mid 80s 
Yeah. And the the most recent probably being about 2014. Yep. Let, let's quickly just go through the list. Yep. We have Goon, yep. Godzilla, yep. Tropic Thunder, yep. Across the Universe, yep. Labyrinth, uh-huh. Ex Machina, mm-hmm. Primer, oh, yeah. Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. and The Matrix. Yes. Quite a motley list of uh, films, that one. I actually like this whole idea about like just asking the people what they want. Because let's face it, like... Three or four film trailers will come out every week. Not everyone's going to like them. They're no. not going to become favorite films for everyone. Whereas- these, are, these are literally the, the the films that have influenced people. Yep. The, the even like more specifically the trailers yeah. that people have gone. I'm going to do anything I can to go and watch that e- film. Exactly. Even if the film itself turned out to be kind of rubbish, the trailers themselves absolutely captured your imagination. So we are going to go ahead and try and do something with all of these trailers. Uh, so <laughs> there is going to be at least one element from yes. every single one of these trailers yep. in the yep. film that we come up with this week. Yes. And having said that, uh, obviously we won't have time to, to talk about all <laughs> nine individual trailers. No. Let's have a quick talk about each one though and, yeah. and pull out the one element, the yep. one thread of gold that's in there yep, that we really, like that has to be in the yes. film. So we'll start off with Goon uh, starring Sean William Sean Scott, William Scott, Jay Barakel, yep. Liev Schreiber. Yep. Uh, Eugene Levy. Yep. The, the basic story is a um, uh, a Jewish guy in the north somewhere. I think he might be from like Canada. Is uh, he, all his parents are doctors and they're pressuring him to do something with his life. And all he's good at is fighting. Mm-hmm. And it, he joins an ice hockey league as the enforcer, which is the guy who just fights and makes his way up to sort of the minor yep. leagues yep. to uh, to essentially be this guy who yeah. is only there to just beat the shit out of people yeah now with a cast like that you would assume screwball weird disgusting comedy but apparently it's based on a true story it is yeah it's based on the the life of the guy he wrote a book um called goon like <laughs> life of an enforcer or something like that yeah. and it's and it's his real life story yeah. they even do the thing in the trailer where there is footage of his actual fights from actual ice hockey games yeah yeah um but basically most of the trailer is just sean william scott punching other hockey players yeah so if that's the one thing we take from this trailer it's yeah just- but i mean there's there's other elements there there's the the underdog story yeah. the real sort of rags yep. to riches the yep. whole um i, I don't know there's, there's a collection of things there i think we'll, we'll figure out which bit we'll take from each one once we get into the green room but for now we've got you know a pile of different things in goon to choose from all right we have now uh the 2014 godzilla yes, yes. uh not starring brian cranston yep. even though he is definitely in the film <laughs> um we've talked about this film a lot a and lot, just yeah. the 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 magic superpower at the end that godzilla just has blue lightning he can spew down people's throats to kill them yeah um which he just doesn't use at the start would have been real useful at the start yeah the, the fact that he turns out godzilla turns out to be a hero yeah um who like saves the day and yep. he's our friend and the fact that godzilla's in the film for about 10 minutes of the entire running time yeah of two and a half the fact hours. that um uh, elizabeth olsen and aaron johnson yep Plank. Literally have about four frames in the trailer <laughs> and then a pretty much 90% of the film. Yep. And also the weirdness that they're playing husband and wife in this film and then in another film that they like immediately released afterwards in the Avengers, they're playing brother and sister. Yeah, it's we, really weird. We have talked about all of these things before we and have. I'm sure at least one of those elements will make it through into this week's film. Indeed. All right. On to Tropic Thunder. Now. The, uh, the somewhat meta comedy. Where yeah. um where they're making a film within a film and yep. then don't realize that they're not making a film anymore and are actually in a Vietnam style yeah, action yeah. movie with uh, Robert Downey Jr. thinking that like uh, uh he's, he's playing an Australian actor uh who then goes into method acting as a black actor yeah in this in this particular film. uh Jack Black is playing a a, a obscene fart comedy yep. guy you've got um jay barakel again yep. uh, in this one you've got um some guy who's playing a rapper they do some really interesting things in this one where 
at the start of the film they have their own trailers for upcoming films starring yeah. those actors um there's tom cruise wearing a hairy fat suit oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um there's steve coogan in this one as well there's a whole bunch of really weird um yeah uh, i mentioned uh, while we were watching this trailer i don't particularly like this film no, I think it has I. some really good elements and it's just not pulled off really well. But a film that is this, yep. which is much, much better, yep. is uh, The Three Amigos yeah. with Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, yep. and Martin Short, where they're um, three actors who get pulled into a, a real-life action situation that they're not equipped for because they're actors, yep. but done in a much more believable way where yep. you believe in the naivete of the, yes. the actors. Anyway, yeah. uh, I, that's Tropic Thunder for you. Yes. All right, on to the next film, which is Across the Universe, the uh, Julie Taymor-directed adaptation of a whole bunch of Beatles songs into a uh, romantic love story set in the 70s, I guess, where, you know, every character is named after a Beatles song and, and sort of... It's that it's the trope of the musical, right? If there's an excuse to play a Beatles song at some point, you know the character's going to start singing Beatles songs. Um, really, I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful-looking film um, with a bit of a, you know, here, there, and everywhere story. <laughs> um it's a Beatles song. Sure. Yep. <laughs> um, and that's really, yeah, all I can say. A big ensemble cast doing famous songs that you love in a story that is not it's that great. Really badly cobbled yeah. together, up and down, romantic relationship. Uh, yeah. I didn't particularly enjoy this one again. I do love the songs and the covers of the songs are very, very good. Yep. Just the character and the stories really yeah. didn't sell it for me. Yeah. Some beautiful visuals, uh, visuals in it though. So very much worth seeing purely for that. And of course, the covers of the Beatles songs, which were also great, surprisingly. Uh, all right. On to uh, Labyrinth, uh, the oldest film in our list today, starring David Bowie and Puppets. Um, I Jennifer cannot, Connolly. Jennifer Connolly. That was the name of the actress. It's Billy uh, Connolly's daughter, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> or not. I don't know. Sure. Sure, why not? Uh, so Labyrinth uh, is about um, uh, Jennifer Connolly's character sort of makes a wish that her baby brother would disappear uh, and her baby brother gets stolen by the Goblin King, played by David Bowie. David Bowie. And uh, pulled into this labyrinth, which is like this otherworldly, dreamlike, weird landscape filled with a whole bunch of puppets and the basically the film's about her trying to get her baby brother back from david bowie um very interesting style of trailer obviously we watched yeah. all nine of these back in the 80s it's just movie voice guy yeah. just sort of telling you what happens <laughs> and then showing a short clip of that thing happening yeah. and then saying more things uh the, the, like the style of doing film trailers has evolved quite a lot over yeah, the years yeah. but it's very just expositional here is here is movie voice yeah. guy telling you that a, a woman goes into a labyrinth <laughs> you see them and pop sensation david bowie brings his own unique sp- i'm like why are you telling me that pop sensation david Bowie is in this film bringing just, his own unique spin like just show me the scenes that he's in and I'll make my, my own mind up just in case you forget that David Bowie is a pop sensation to exactly. be fair like the expositional nature of this trailer is kind of necessary because yeah. Labyrinth is a weird film it's just one of those films that could only have been made in the 80s where people were just like yeah why not have like an Escher, MC Escher style um, scene where like David Bowie appears upside down and then like walks over the top of the staircase to face right way up um, but no, like, reason for it, unlike um, uh, Inception, which, like, kind of tries to make the MC Escher concept work. Yeah. And this is just, like, it would be zany, and it's also <laughs> David Bowie in a huge blonde wig, I think. Could be his real hair. I'm not sure. Uh, all right, on to Ex Machina, the newest trailer, I believe, on the list. Um, 2015, probably. 2014 yep. or 2015, one of the two. Um, so this is a sort of really hardcore sci-fi 
uh, with a perhaps a hint of thriller horror in there as well. Um, Brendan Gleeson stars no, Don Don Hill, Don Hill Grison, Sorry, that's the son of Brendan, yeah. right? Isn't yeah. it? Yeah, sure. Um, the st- actual son, as opposed the, the to the, son, the Billy yeah, Connolly legit- version, legitimately. Um, Oscar Isaac, Oscar Isaac, and oh gosh, Alicia Vicklander, Alicia Vicklander, who also went on to play Tomb Raider, didn't Tomb Raider, she? yeah, uh, Lara Croft. Um, so uh, Alicia Vikander is a, is an android in this film. So she plays um, sort of a prototype uh, cyborg. Yeah, um, no, cyborg I think has to have human parts. Right. I think I think this is purely a construct with a like synthetic, a, a synthetic face. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, and um, Dom Domhall Domhall Donal Donal. It like it's D it's Donal. Uh, even though it's got like right. an H in it anyway so Mr. Gleason is playing um, a guy who gets invited over by Oscar Isaac to come and check out this new technology he forms a bit of a relationship with this uh, with this robot but nothing is really what it seems yeah. he starts questioning whether or not the robot's been programmed to offer him affection or not and then the robot starts telling him that uh, her creator Oscar Isaac is perhaps not up to uh you know he's up to sort of nefarious yeah. things this um, is a film that i've definitely been meaning to watch yeah, for about four years yeah, now because yeah. <laughs> uh, i know it, i know it's fantastic but actually sitting down to watch it hasn't really made the the list yeah, it no. looks really really good in, yep. in, a, in a way where it's like it is just literally three actors it's a yep. uh, um what do they call that a uh triumvirate yeah no sure. like i thought like a, a three a three peat I don't know if, what, if that's actually a thing. A, a three-hander? Is a two-hander and a three-hander a thing when they talk about plays where there's just Possibly. two? Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. let's say it's a three-hander. Yep. Um, and uh, and you have sort of very strong characters with very interesting motivations yeah, that are yep. playing each other. Um, I would very much like to see how this uh, this film plays out. Yeah. And, and in a way where Across the Universe and Goon pretty much show you... It, <laughs> it shows you the, the last scenes from each of those yeah, films yeah. in the trailer. I don't really get a sense of exactly where uh, Ex Machina is going from the trailer yeah. but yeah. it's done enough to get me interested enough to yeah. actually want to watch the film speaking of not knowing where things are going in the trailer the next film we have is primer primer uh, a film that i know i've tried to watch uh and wasn't able to get through it back in the day maybe it's a bit different now that i'm a bit older and a bit wiser but um if you watch this trailer not a clue what's going on i will tell it. you what i think yeah. the film is about so, like based on the tra- i have no idea i've never tried to watch the film I, i've heard nothing about it up I, until yeah, now i know more about it and isaac knows nothing so i'll let him take it away two guys invent a machine in their <laughs> garage yep. that somehow like gives them numbers that they can use <laughs> to make millions of dollars <laughs> and then uh sinister forces sort of discover that they're using this machine to make money and yep. come after them yep. and they have to hide away their secret yep. or not use their secret but then the sure. partnership starts to dissolve as yep. they can no longer trust one another okay yeah that's there's elements in there that ring true absolutely i don't know if i should spoil it for no, you or don't do you actually it. want to try and watch it i'll Be try and guess. watch it at some point we'll just use uh that. whatever you just mentioned and i'll try to avoid yeah. spoiling the film Great. for you uh all right on to i suppose the last two films are definitely favorites uh for the both of us uh first up oceans 11 which we've talked about i would say extensively on this podcast yes many of our films have been based on oceans 11 um but of course you know you know the story george clooney brad pitt bernie mack matt damon uh, matt damon casey affleck yep um some other actors as well Scott Kahn. Scott Kahn. Uh, let, uh, let's go through and name the rest of them. So there's... Uh, I can't name the, the, the guy that played, Chinese gymnast. I'm sorry. I can't... Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name either. But there was also the guy that played Rhodey in Iron Man, the second one. 
Oh yeah, he's, he plays with a Cockney accent. That's right. Yes. Uh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, that guy. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Uh, and uh, Carl Ryan, Elliot Gould, Elliot Gould. That oh, and Julia Roberts. As Julia well. Roberts, yeah, Alan, only, Andy Garcia, the only female in the film. Um, obviously, though, that story is the eleven of them get together to rob Andy Garcia's casino. Not one casino, three, three casinos. casinos, and they're going to steal one hundred fifty million dollars from three casinos. Uh, chaos ensues. Do they make it out? Who knows. We, we know find out <laughs> in Ocean's 12 uh, and uh, finally we have The Matrix yeah. 1999's Wachowski siblings yep uh, I'm going to say it's a masterpiece it is an it absolute is masterpiece a blend of sci-fi action um, Hong Kong style fly wire martial arts just ex- guns and explosions beautiful mashup um, existential yep. technology yep uh, starring the blank faced <laughs> Keanu Reeves the yep. blank faced Carrie Ann Moss, Lawrence Fishburne, <laughs> Joe, Joe uh, Pantamigliano, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yep. um, it's got it's got all your faves. It's, it's a such a great film. Um, and if you haven't seen it before, basically there's a world uh, that exists um, called the Matrix, which looks like the real world. It's, a, it's, a, it's an artificial simulation. Yeah, exactly. There you go. And and uh, robots have enslaved humanity to. Yep. They've created the Matrix to occupy their minds yep. so they can turn humans... Uh, into a power source. Into a power source. I have a theory that I've come up with quite recently yep. where humans did this to themselves. <laughs> so, so, like, you look at virtual reality yeah. and, like, yeah, like, eventually virtual reality is going to be so much better than yeah. reality that we'll just voluntarily put ourselves into yep. pods yep. that have enough nutrients. Yep. And then, like, we got sick of it and we, like, these robots that we made, that we made to maintain yep. this world and yep. keep us... Um, we blamed them for putting us into the <laughs> into this society, even though we did it to ourselves. You know what? That kind of makes sense. And I mean, following on with that, the thing I never understood about the Matrix was why anyone would want to leave it. Because yeah. like the the real world is like this horrible blue, cold stone. Oh, with, you like, haven't seen crack, the second one where it's food and techno orgies. <laughs> Oh, fair enough. Um, all right, those are the one, two, three, nine nine trailers for this week's birthday special. But of course, before we can do anything with any of those trailers, we're going to have to take a little walk over to the green room. Surprise! Hey, oh, it's here. a surprise party I threw for you in the green room. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh, look at all the... So many balloons, Yeah, they're all green balloons. Yep. Like, that's they don't sell green balloons on their own as well. Yeah. I had to buy bags of multicoloured <laughs> balloons and just pull out the green balloons. <laughs> look, all our stockholders are here as well. Exactly. Which is us. Um, all right, so we're going to do something, as we said, a little bit different. Uh, we're actually going to do all of these trailers somehow. We're going to pick pieces from each of these trailers and put together an insane film, probably the best film we've ever made uh, on this week's episode. Um, Now, of course, the most important thing that you have to do um, before you start production on the film is to name your executive producers. Yep. Uh, So we will go ahead and name everyone that contributed a trailer to this week's episode. So take it away. Uh, Executive producers, which we listed at both the start and the end of the the credits, I think we'll go for is uh, Shersha Ben-Riven, Andrew Campbell-Smith, John Bailey, Cassandra Taylor, Aaron King, Crystal Moran, Matt Cruera. I'm so sorry. There's way too many vowels in a row in your last name. Uh, Brendan DeCosta and Edward Bird. Yes. All all executive producers for this week's film. And we're not going to do the cheap thing that some films do where they list like multiple executive producers under 
the one executive producer title. It'll be executive produced by first name, and then it'll go to executive producer. They each by. get their own slide. Everyone will get their own slide. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we do not skimp. I mean, we trade our producers. EPs. Uh, yeah. 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 All the actors well. will get one title card, though. There's only going to be one slide for them. Um, so whoever we cast, there's all going to have to fit on the one screen. All right. Let's do a quick recap. We have an underdog sports movie. We have a giant monster movie. We have a meta filmmaking Vietnam film. We have a musical. Uh, musical based on the works of a very popular group. We have a puppet's journey. We have an AI robot three-hander. Yep. We have a uh, invention in a basement <laughs> really weird thing. We have a heist film and we have a sci-fi action martial yep. arts film. Yep, brilliant. All right, so the first thing we need to establish is that this has to be an ensemble film. We need to have an absolutely insane cast for this film so we need to like, when we're taking that from Ocean's Eleven we will 11? take that from Ocean's Eleven ensemble cast let's let's make a note of that yep so whoever we whoever we bring into this film we're gonna have to just bring in a whole bunch of A-list actors into this uh, into this film right? which we'll decide later obviously based on what it is now the thing that ensemble casts do well is to put them all in a situation that they share so Ocean's we'll take this again kind of from Ocean's Eleven um, but also I mean we can also take it from across the universe right all the characters are united by a common thing. In Oceans, it's because they're doing a heist. In Across the Universe, it's because they all like Beatles songs, <laughs> I guess. They're all they're all coming... It's a coming of age in the 70s yep. or 60s and 70s. Yep. You know what I didn't understand about Across the Universe? Does Do the Beatles exist in their world or are they, like, not? He's from Liverpool. Like, yeah. I'm fairly sure Jim Sturgis' character is from Liverpool. No, but, like... Like, yeah, exactly. You know, is the Cavern Club a place where they could have gone to in that time frame and seen them rehearsing? Anyway, Um, like, is it an alternate universe where these people are spontaneously coming up with these amazing songs, but the Beatles don't actually exist in this world? Who knows? It's a weird one. Um, But anyway, we need to, like, ground it in a a thing where an ensemble cast can play around together. Yeah. Um, Are we going to take the thing that's slightly meta from from Tropic Tropic Thunder? Thunder, yep. uh, Where... It's kind of, but maybe not necessarily a film within a film. Okay. Um, what are you thinking? It's a good question. How do, how do we make that work? Is it an ensemble cast that are brought together? Are the A-list characters playing themselves? Are they playing weird and warped versions of themselves? I think they need to play weird and warped versions of themselves. Or is it a film about... I mean, yeah, this is the thing. We could do a film about making a film. Yeah. And the car- Very well, maybe this needs to be the film about movie film studios. Interesting. I like it. I do like it. But I'm trying to like normally we start with a genre. We start with a, a much true, yeah. And and I kind of feel as though we're kind of doing ourselves a bit of a disservice yep. by trying to pull out one element. Good Why don't point. we try and group some of these things together? Yep. I think The Matrix and Primer and Ex Machina yep. have these weird is it the real world, yep. but with weird science kind of over yep. the top of it. Yep. And I really think that's that's really where the film's got to start from. That's the kernel. Yep. There's, a, there's, a, there's at least a third of the films that we've been given yep. um, that that definitely have that element to yep, it. And I, I think the public really wants to yep. see a film from movie film studios about that. So we're doing science fiction. Science fiction slash non-fiction. Yes. That kind of blend of like, yeah, it's pretty fictiony, but it could actually happen in the real world. Yeah, exactly. Ex Machina and The Matrix. Uh, all right, cool. So we're doing sci-fi. Yes. All right, so where are we placing our sci-fi thing? Because we can do sci-fi space, sci-fi Earth. No, no, it's definitely Earth. It's definitely, it could be like generic city or yep. so so that's the matrix is kind of like it's just a city yeah like it doesn't have a name to it the uh, ex machina is it's just a, a cabin in the woods it yep. could be the real world it could be yep. anywhere yep. anywhere usa it's same but same yep. with primer they're just some guys in 
a suburban garage. So it's the same sort of thing. All right, I've got it. So what if it was about a movie studio yep. who has created this brand new kind of invention that's the next evolution of VR? Oh, right. Yeah, uh, definitely. And so it's bringing in actors into this sort of like, well, let's do like the single uh, location thing from Ex Machina as well, right? So. Yep. Um, there's a set in some kind of house. We'll just set ours in like a film studio. Yeah, it's right? it's almost like it's it's set on a soundstage. Yeah, exactly. It's a green screen mocap soundstage. Yep, which is simultaneously a very specific location or yep. anywhere that you want exactly. it to be. And I also think it's going to be about the blending of like audiences as well coming into this uh, soundstage to actually view whatever this film studio is making and also actors coming in to act out. But yeah. There's like a weird blend of like, who's an actor? Who's an audience member? Where are we right now? Am I a CG projection of the character I was playing? Exactly. Or, or am I myself? Did I take off the goggles or did the goggles take me off? Exactly. One of the two. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the kind of like, kind of like gritty, sinister, um, good intentions from the movie studios as, you know, all movie studios are filled with. Uh, but obviously then it just sort of degenerates into this like creepy, twisted, dark world. Yeah, of, like, I like it. I like the idea of like as an audience, you enter the world to experience with the, and the actors are playing yeah, the yep, auxiliary yep. characters, but then the actors aren't sure if they're the like supposed to be experiencing the film yep. or acting yep. the film and there's there's blurring the lines between yeah. that as well so they they lose themselves in the films what happens if you're like Brad Pitt but you just want to go into the film yeah. suddenly people think you're part of the film exactly. but are you yeah. I, who knows i mean this we could extend this meta narrative even further and actually just do it as a live production as well so we invite audiences into a soundstage to watch the movie and what they're watching is also people moving into a soundstage to watch the movie as part of the story yeah. of the film. It's a bit of an like, Ouroboros. Like, and yeah. then we, we film that as well. Yeah, and yeah. so people can go into a cinema yep. and watch that. And they're not sure if they're watching the people watch the movie yep. or which which layer of it is the actual exactly. film. Inception style. You just keep going deeper and deeper into this film. And then suddenly you're not sure where you are anymore. Yeah. Were you just Tom Smith walking into the soundstage at Warner Brothers to watch this film? Or have you become part of the film itself? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, all right, great. And I think that kind of covers the labyrinth thing as well, doesn't it? That oh, I don't know. I wanted to take the puppets from labyrinth and put point. them in yeah, there you as know well. What? I really want to take from labyrinth the like puppets and the uh, what was the line from the trailer about the like pop star bringing his own unique twist to the? Uh, oh, we've done that so many times. And it, has, it has worked every single time. <laughs> Ed Sheeran and Harry Styles <laughs> have been audience favorites. Yeah. Why not pick? someone else from the world of music which uh, do- definitely doesn't take us 10 minutes every time just to think of someone who could that, who could that ariana possibly... grande there you it's go it's true there's one this is the part where i yep. play that's the only song that i know i know and i didn't even know it was by her until someone said i bet you know an ariana grande song i'm like i'm gonna prove you wrong by not knowing an ariana grande song and i lost that bet because i had heard that song once before <laughs> I don't, I don't know that one. I only know one other one, and it's not that. Sure. Uh, all right. So, do we? Are we casting Ariana Grande? Maybe she can be like the architect of this. Oh, maybe no, don't, she, don't say the architect. That was the worst no, part right. of the Matrix. Too. You're absolutely right. Maybe like maybe she's the head of the movie studio in this film. Right. So but she's but, like, but she doesn't exist. Yeah. That's the thing. I think yeah. she is an AI construct. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Who is? Yeah. Who, just who, who just is, like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who everyone thinks she's the head of the studio yep. and they come in and they talk to her and yep. they're like, can you be in our film? They don't know they're already in the VR yep. and she doesn't exist. She's an <laughs> AI construct who's getting them to agree to mo- be in a film studio, exactly. in a film 
because they think that they're not already in a film. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Exactly. Um, all right, great. So we'll pull that from... Oh, no, we need to figure out the puppets. Yeah, I don't know how puppets work. That's, that's a really weird thing. Why would you have puppets in VR? And that's why they're there. Yeah. Because people see puppets and they're like, well, why would they have puppets in VR when they could just do it as CG? Yeah. And then their brain goes, I must not be in VR. Yep. But they are in VR <laughs> and it's the, it's the trick. That's the, that's, the, that's the one thing that that's like the spinning top yep. in Inception. You spin the top and if it, you know, constantly goes, you know that you're in yeah, exactly. the dream state or yep. whatever. But in this one, you see puppets and puppets is like, oh, if it was VR, to just be CG yeah but we're using that to trick people into thinking yeah I also like the idea that people watching so certain people watching through the VR will see puppets and they'll think they're puppets but they're actually just other audience members who are watching and just moving around as well because I kind of like the idea um, there's a bunch of I'm not sure where it came from there's a bunch of short stories where it's like people are playing a video game or um, doing something interactive and not actually realizing that what they're doing corresponds to a real life action it's usually used for some kind of like horror trope or a high concept sci-fi thing where people are playing a video game and they're shooting people um you know shooting digital avatars but what's actually happening is it's playing out in the real world and they're controlling physical people uh and actually killing physical people so maybe we can just bring that element into it are you talking about like ender's game possibly like where 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 they're they pretend like it's war games and he's he's controlling the spaceships and they're like twist it wasn't a war game at all you were controlling real ships he's like but the people i sent to die i did that because i didn't think they were real people he's like well we needed you to do that because yeah uh you won the battle and we couldn't win on our own because we thought there was humans at stake yeah so maybe that's the thing maybe whilst they are inhabiting the vr world yeah we secretly dress those actors up in in costumes <laughs> yep. and that what they they're playing out something completely different in vr yeah yep. but the people watching them on stage they're doing flawless yep. like macbeth or whatever yeah, 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 it's yep, just yep. like how do we get um kate blanchett and brad pitt and george clooney <laughs> and sandra bullock into play macbeth yep. we have to trick them we have to <laughs> trick them into putting on vr goggles and think that they're doing something completely different <laughs> and so we can get them in to, to yep. save the failing movie studio yeah exactly. it's a pity we don't have like an 80s john cusack film where that's they have true. to they have to put on a production of Macbeth to win ten thousand dollars to save the rec center we have across the universe and that's we can kind of make a tenuous link there in terms of it being a movie musical all right so it's not Macbeth it's, it's not it's, it's some sort of rock opera it is based yes. on the so, um can we do can we do based on the musical works of David Bowie yes we can absolutely because I was thinking like we've had Queen we've had the Beatles we've had uh, ABBA let's do David Bowie and it ties back into Labyrinth as well yes absolutely and the best thing about this as well is we can name the film after a David Bowie song if we wanted to yeah, um, a space oddity, life on Mars. Yes, Major, Major Tom. I d- <laughs> like these, uh, you just do what across the universe did. Just, we'll my, just what, what's your name? My name is Space Oddity. <laughs> like it's from a song, whatever. <laughs> yep, Major Tom, you're the one that I actually know. What's your name? Fashion. Yep. I think that's a David Bowie thing. Uh, what's your name? Uh, uh, oh, you're you're a bit of a hero, aren't you? And then just sing a song that has not the word hero <laughs> in it at all. Um, Ziggy Stardust. Ziggy Stardust. Yes, yeah, Suffragette did. City. Why not? Yeah, let's go that, there. That's, it's, oh, sure, these are all just words. I've, yep. I've listened to a fair few Bowie songs. Yep. Well, I pretend I'll know exactly what it is. We cobble something together. <laughs> yep. We can't get A-list stars to be in it unless no. we trick them into doing it no. through the power of VR Nor and puppeteering. Can we get David Bowie in it. Maybe David Bowie has to appear in our film. Will that be too? Do we bring him back? No, no, Disney we, we star? do. No, we, like what they did for Michael Jackson and Tupac is like is a really bad oh, okay. hologram. Hologram projection. Yeah. yeah, sure. All right, cool. So we've got our like tenuous across the universe yep. style film. I think what we need we need a sort of like a grounding plot, so like a central character we can follow. 
because um, we've got like Ariana Grande playing the sort of uh, virtualized movie film uh, executive. But I think what we also need is a like a protagonist, something that the audience, yeah. at least initially, when they put on the VR goggles for the first time, they kind of see this person. They're like, okay, we're following this person's story. Maybe it's like a young and upcoming actor. Yeah. Uh, or maybe someone who's discovered because they have a particular skill, oh, a la right. goon. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's not bad. It's, it's the underdog story. Yep. They, um, uh, how do we do that? Because if it's, it's going to be acting and singing, I, I quite like the idea of like each person who watches it, yep. they, they are this protagonist. Yeah. They come through and they add to the world their own unique set of skills. Yes. And whatever, like the, the AI algorithm will, you know, scan them <laughs> and figure out, hey, you're actually pretty good at, you know, guitar. So yep. you can be the guitarist of and play all the Bowie songs. Yep. Hey, you're pretty good at hairstyling. You can do all the <laughs> hairstyling. I don't know if people have skills. Hey, you're pretty good at um, trading stocks on the stock market. Yep. This film isn't probably really <laughs> sure. There's going to be like, you know, when the AI reprograms the VR yep. every time to make sure that they're the underdog stockbroker yep. who comes up a- okay, a- yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. They're the underdog guitarist or whatever. Okay. What if they were playing a character that was just good at nothing? Good at nothing. Good at absolutely nothing. Like, and it's somehow like that's what kicks off this sort of like break in the Matrix style. Like, you are the one because you are absolutely not special oh, right. at all. The um, like, we can't assign you to anything because you are so faceless and so boring. Maybe that's the thing. People people go, this is the extra layer. They go, oh, have you heard about this thing where it analyzes you and it finds out the yeah. thing that you're the underdog and yep. you're special at? Yep. I was, you know, the guitarist. I was the stockbroker. Yep. And then, but the, 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 the real trick is that everyone who does it yep. goes in and they're like, oh, no, you don't have any special skills. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then they have to like, you know, they go through the story. Yeah. Yep. They meet uh, various actors as well on during that story. So big high, pr- they'll, they'll be playing themselves, these actors. So like at some points you'll meet Brad Pitt and he'll start like coaching you um, and telling you certain things, but also, like, he's a bit suspicious of you as well. Oh, interesting. Are we actually going to have Brad Pitt play Brad Pitt? Maybe. Or can you play Brad Pitt? Maybe. Maybe it'll be another audience member playing Brad Pitt. You know what Brad I Pitt. reckon we can do is yep. every time you go through, yep. you get to play a different person yeah. in the world. Yep. And that way, like, you know how people go and they watch a movie once? Yep. In this one, if there's a hundred characters, yep. then he's like, oh, I'm going to play this, I'm going to play through this movie. Yep. A hundred times yep. from each different perspective. Yeah, exactly. And then we get a hundred ticket sales yeah, from each of them. Beautiful, Um, Which, um, I mean, yeah, why not? I <laughs> I like this. Can we also add an extra layer in here? So I want to take the, the thing from Primer, which is like two dudes in a garage making something. Yeah. Maybe the two dudes in the garage are making this whole machinery for all this, like the systems to work, the VR system, the the world building, the AI, maybe it's sort of just down to these two guys who are inventing something in a garage as to how it all comes about. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe whilst it's also simultaneously a one location yep. green screen room, yep. it also sort of like that. Maybe there's like a, a time travel element to it yep. or something where you get a glimpse of the original movie film studios, yeah. which was just someone's garage. <laughs> yes. And that's like another, another layer of, is there time travel of any of these other things? Not really. The matrix is like, like maybe potentially yep. if you, obviously this thing has probably about 16 different layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you can wake up from one layer, you then get to experience another yeah, layer. Beautiful. All right. And in one layer, it is a big grand m- movie studio. Yeah, but then if you sort of pass that that level of the movie, yep. and you wake up, you find oh no, I thought it was a big movie studio. It was actually some guy's garage the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were you know they had that like yep. really shitty VR with lots yep. of like lots of 
wires coming off it. This yeah. isn't sleek and Apple product yeah, yeah, design yeah. at all. This is more sort of your um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid kind of like headset. <laughs> and then you have to see if you can try and wake up from that from layer that one to get as back well. into like the real world where you entered a film studio to watch this film. Exactly. Great. Not, not realizing this- that walking through the door was the key. Exactly. And Man, we're going to have to like, people are going to have to sign so many waivers and like disclaimers to actually watch this film because it will issue just is, like break their minds. We are going to lose people in this. <laughs> it's like uh, Jerry went into uh, to, the, to watch this film in yeah, vr t- he's been gone for six months <laughs> we don't know which layer he's stuck in we're gonna have to send someone yeah. in after him right, like this yeah. is legit this is more labyrinth than labyrinth right, yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazed that you can like you you can lose your mind in exactly and then like they that, those people can come to us afterwards and, and like say oh my husband went in like six months ago and then we'll be like oh what what time screening was he in and they'll be like Oh, 10 past 12 and we just look down and say well the 10 past 12 session is still going um that's still got like at least a few months to go exactly. if your husband is lucky uh so check back with us then and then we'll see how he's going um all right now there's one thing we haven't put in yet there's one element we haven't put in yet and that is godzilla godzilla <laughs> i don't know where we're gonna mash godzilla in there um, it's weird it is a very weird one where yeah. what's the element in there like the giant like monster destruction and i think that's uh, something we don't have yet how we're going to jam that in there as well i don't know um i mean there's part of me that sort of is there a part of the film where ariana grande um reveals her true self and sort of grows to be you know 50 feet tall i like power rangers i think so i think we're gonna have to have a mech fight yeah it's gonna be some sort of giant um (laughs) robot versus and that that is like that is an alternate ending yeah yeah, yeah. um just just to really jam that in there i giant ariana grande versus yeah like you have to control a mech suit at some point yeah yeah, absolutely Uh, there's and if you find the clues the whole way through yeah like you can pick up like at least one sort of piece from each um, each layer yep. of this, you know, yeah. labyrinthine matrix. Unlock the mecha fight at the end. Exactly. And, and depe- depending on how many pieces you've collected, yep. depending on how many people you've teamed up with, yep. like yep. someone's operating the legs, someone's operating the yeah, arms. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you've found your friends along the way <laughs> um, and, and teamed up, then you can win this yep. this mecha fight. What happens if you lose against Ariana Grande? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Let's see, you're just lost forever in the labyrinth. You have to start again. Yeah. You have to watch again and collect all the pieces again. Collect all the pieces again. But all and, the pieces have moved. And if you win, you wake up from the final level. Yep. And it's just a bedroom with two guys sitting at a desk <laughs> talking into microphones <laughs> about really weird and bizarre ideas. I, we'll just give them the studio. Exactly. I, like, if you make it through and you beat Ariana Grande, the, we've made a video game here. But like, it is. It, but the issue is that it's a video game and people walk into the cinema and they think they're going to be watching a movie about a VR world. Yeah. And it turns out that they they have to wake up from that layer yeah, as yeah. well. And they, yep. that's like, I thought I was just walking into a movie. Yeah. It's so much more than that. It's it's a it's a, a musical VR experience. It's Inception Matrix yep. layers. Yep. It's it's uh, It has real actors playing themselves. It yep. has real actors playing not themselves. It has opportunity for you to play the actors playing themselves. Yep. Um, it's just, it is so many things. You know what? You know how... Um the Three Amigos is just a better version of um, the uh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Our film is just a better version of Ready Player it One. It is, absolutely. <laughs> just like, it's Ready Player One, but like really hitting home that whole, like, you are trapped in a world 
and uh, you do not matter, but also you do matter. But that's, I mean, that is also what the Matrix is as well. Like that's the, true, yeah. The, the Matrix is Ready Player One, where the people don't know that they're in virtual reality. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's, there's so many things in here. So many layers. All right, great. We've got this, like, beautiful cake of... Um, of a massive amount of films. You said cake. I was just picturing onions. Just <laughs> whatever. Layers upon layers <laughs> upon layers. A huge ensemble cast, which is pretty much just any actor that wanders into the studio when we're filming or when we're showing it. Who knows? It could be exactly. either or. And, and, and if, if any famous actor actually wants to go and experience this, because yep. it's not really a movie at this yeah, stage, yeah. it is an experience, but we can't call it the experience because we called something else we did the experience. <laughs> we did. Uh, um, then we just scan their bio data yep. and add it to the database. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly, you know, Brad Pitt comes back to, yep. to beat level two and he's yep. like, I don't remember me being in this before. It's like, well, I've got you. I've got you now, exactly. Brad. Because you know how these actors get, you know how, I mean, pretty much Disney ties them all up with the Avengers 4 and they tie them up for like several months. We can't get them half the time. All they need to do is just walk in and out of our studio. We Once, scan them. Bioscan. Done. Yeah. Uh, into our film they go. Uh, we do need a name for this thing. I think it's going to be named after a Bowie song, as I mentioned earlier. Um, Space Oddity? No. Major Tom? <laughs> Uh, heroes stuff. yeah uh, I, I mean look I would like heroes to be perfectly honest but it, it's uh, like this is the problem like life on Mars has been taken um heroes has been taken yep under pressure under pressure changes Ch- yeah that works like because every time you go through it it changes, it changes yeah um all right changes it is changes yeah and I think the soundtrack to the film should just be like a multitude of covers and alternate versions of the song changes. So you have like elevator Muzak versions, you have like trippy dance versions of it, you have polka versions of it, just as the film changes. Yeah. It's or just the same song. Every every time again. you go through a layer and it changes. Yeah. I reckon like we, we've got to do something with the word changes as well to yep. make it seem all weird and yeah, sci-fi. Yeah. Yep. Is there like a like two letters that we can like inverse and make it look like the words the letters VR or it's <laughs> gonna be a challenge. Yeah, um, a upside down can look like a little bit like a V. Yep. And okay, yeah, that and works. What's the what's the letters uh, like? So N. I mean, if you N just don't draw H, an H could look a little bit like an R if you're sort of yeah. You I was it. gonna say if you don't draw the N all the way through, it does look a yeah, lot exactly, like an R. Exactly. Exactly. So that'll do. It's the hidden key. But also, like when you read that poster, you'd be like. Chavranges. Yeah, just like Chaverses. Chaver- exactly. Which is a fantastic electropop uh, yeah. Scottish band. Yeah, so that's what we'll do. We'll do like Chavranges, yeah. um, which is C-H-V-R-G-E-S. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then we say, no, no, the name's called, the, the film's called Changes. Changes. Um, but, you know, yeah. just a hint at what's to come. Interesting. I Yeah. <laughs> the more I think about it, it is really just a, like, Ready Player One. It's more like the Ready Player One book, which was yeah. an actual puzzle adventure where you had yeah. to go from world to world yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and solve the mystery that was yeah. uh, this weird sort of, like, yeah. w- whereas the, the movie was something completely different. Yeah, but our film doesn't have that many pop culture references except it's, for no, the no. music of David Bowie, so it's going to be much cheaper to make than exactly. Ready Player One was. But um, also... Because we don't really know what's going to happen in it, we just like let people loose in there and just see what happens. Exactly, it's it's almost yeah. I think is it is this like a movie film studios version three where it just becomes an immersive reality <laughs> yeah, experience? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And if you yeah, if you make it through the end, you'll just find the room where there's just two guys talking. I'm surprised. To a mic. I'm, like if the, the technology is so accessible, I'm surprised that other film studios haven't done this already. I know. But you know us; we're always on the cutting edge of uh, play of um, 
of taste and of audience appeal. So, so I mean, again, by polling literally hundreds of people <laughs> and finding all of their favorite films, yep. what we've decided to do is just create an entirely new <laughs> virtual reality experience where people can do what they want because everyone's taste is so different that it's impossible <laughs> to actually come up with a single coherent idea that covers everything. Uh, correct. Uh, but in that way, everyone is happy. Everyone is happy. And that is a wrap, I believe. I believe you're right. All right. Uh, housekeeping, as per usual, we are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes, our bios, and of course, Mufuza Wudida, which we've scrubbed clean because we've sent them all up on a space probe and they won't be coming back for 76 years. Uh, search Facebook and join the... Oh, search Facebook for Movie Film Studios. Yeah, I mean, you can just search Facebook if you want um, and search for something else but you won't find us if you specifically search for movie film studios you'll probably find us and the community that we have where we post emoji clues and translation clues as to the trailers that we've watched in upcoming episodes um there's not really any point doing it this way because you all posted the trailers (laughs) for us so i think you know what's coming um we are also on itunes podbean spotify youtube uh and any other place that you get podcasts and i think that's it all that remains is to thank you once again for listening this week i've been isaac and i've been aj roll credits